I would just like to advise, due to privacy, any story on this podcast will never have the person's real name. Maybe a code name, a nickname, but not their real name. What's up, my bitches, and happy fucking Thursday. Welcome back to That Bitch Podcast. I hope everybody had a good past two weeks. I didn't bring on a podcast episode last week just because my life has been really hectic lately, dealing with a lot of family stuff and personal like mental health stuff. As per last uh, podcast episode, I was talking about my mental health. I am actually feeling a lot better, thank God. I'm finally back to working out about three to four days a week, so that definitely helps. And then also recently, I got approached on my Instagram account by this photography company. It's actually called Spark Creative Co. Make sure to check them out on Instagram. Um, They do a lot of, it looks like, boudoir type of photos, like sexy, badass kind of photos. Um, They want me to do a photo shoot with them, so that'll be awesome to collab with them. And then I'm able to get the photos for my Instagram account, my personal one, and my podcast one. And then the content that's taken at the photo shoot that's coming up, I think it's in about a week, will also go on their Instagram account. So that definitely helps me uh, get my face out there, get my podcast out there. So I'm really happy and excited to do this. So make sure you check out their Instagram account. Once again, it is at Spark Creative Co. Also, this bitch got her fucking hair done on the weekend and I am obsessed with it. So make sure you go check out the podcast Instagram account at that underscore bitch underscore podcast. Check out some new pics and always for Thirst Trap Thursdays, motherfuckers. A big thank you to my girl Nikki for doing my hair. Make sure you check out her Facebook page, which is at Nikki's Hair Harmony. It is N-I-K-I apostrophe S Hair Harmony. So if you want to check out Spark Creative Co. and Nikki's Hair Harmony later, more information will be in the description on where to find them. Now, I am so happy to finally have this guest on my podcast. I'm going to be very open and honest about this. Some of the content in tonight's episode that you're going to be listening to, it may strike a nerve with some of you because we're going to be discussing some of the LGBTQ community matters, problems, all that kind of stuff. So if you really have a problem listening to that kind of stuff, then get the fuck out and stop listening to this podcast. But you know what? This podcast is about being very blunt about certain things, very honest and very open about pretty much anything and everything. But don't fucking worry. It's not all going to be serious. There will be some sex stories because, of course, this is That Bitch Podcast. So you damn well better expect some sex stories to come your fucking way. So now sit back, relax, and everybody welcome Kelsey to That Bitch Podcast. Kelsey, I'm so happy you finally were able to come on the podcast now. Yeah, thanks for asking me. I've like been listening to your episodes and I'm like, I... I like this, so thanks for asking me. <laughs> um, how did you find out about the podcast? I actually don't know how. Um, I either heard about it from you in passing, or maybe when we added each other on Facebook, maybe. Oh, okay, yeah, because I, I posted saw, I saw it on, social, on Facebook. On social media somehow. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Well, I'm so glad I'm able to get you on here, and I'm happy you listen, like, weekly, so... <laughs> Yeah, that makes me happy. <laughs> okay, so I'm just going to jump kind of right into our topic because I know I wanted to talk to you about like the LGBTQ like community and like stuff that goes on and yeah, like all the kind of problems and stuff that happens and yeah. Um so my first kind of question is when did you first realize you were LGBTQ? Um I kind of knew that I was like different from when I was like around 10 Um, but I didn't really admit to myself that I was like bi or gay or whatever until I was in like grade 9 or 10 and then like still through high school though I was dating guys and I didn't even like kiss a girl until I was in grade 12. Yeah. Um, And then after after high school I when I was like bar age I kind of started like I I had like a gay awakening I guess and then (laughs) um the first time that I ever kissed another lesbian I was just like oh this is so much better I was like yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) so I'm assuming you're out then to your family and friends I assume uh, yeah, like, 
I I have a very small family, um, but I am out to my parents and like my brothers, um, and then like I kind of came out to them when I was in high school, um, and one of my parents took it really well and one didn't, but it kind of came around. So I guess I'm luckier than some that way, and then. The rest of my family kind of found out when I was in my early 20s, like 21, 22-ish. But I've never actually, like, sat down and talked to any of them about it. And I know some of them are very, very conservative. So, I don't know. Like, it's never talked about and nobody's, like, shunning me because of it. So, I'm like, whatever. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask is like how that experience was when you came out to your family. Because I know a lot of people like I think it's not as bad nowadays, but like before it was just brutal, like people getting kicked out from their houses or just totally disowned from their family and friends and all that kind of stuff. So I'm glad it wasn't at that extent for you then. Like you said you had one was more okay with it than the other. Are you fine with that parent now with the whole situation now? Um, yes and no. Um, I mean, I can't really complain about it. Um, cause like some people, like you said, like get kicked out of their houses and stuff. Um, but I mean, I, I think they just had a lot of dreams and aspirations for me that they basically had to let go because I wasn't going to have like the traditional life, I guess. Yeah. Um, but they like they're very nice to like any girlfriends that I bring home or whatever now. So I think it's okay. Well, that's good. Yeah, I know. Like I've talked to my parents about like this kind of stuff too. Like if I was gay, how would they take it? Like because ugh, my mom, I think she'd be totally fine. My dad is completely different. Like it's so annoying. Like I wish he would not have such old views on things that was the most annoying part like I've gotten arguments with him before about like if I was gay um what he would say and we get in a massive fight over that kind of stuff like to me you love who you love you do what you want like I have no bad feelings or anything towards that kind of stuff to me everything is normal like I wish people nowadays would not be so judgmental in that kind of way but then there's also when they grew up right it was like all if they were christian all that kind of stuff is a whole nother level of how bad it is or whatever because i know i've I've had a girlfriend like one of my friends from high school or in that time or whatever we were friends she was very against all that and i'm like oh my god i don't know how i'm even friends with you like honestly it's just yeah (laughs) i know like after high school when i really started dating women um like I had some people say some things to me um and try and like use it against me and stuff and Mm -hmm. I actually I don't really talk to too many people that I went to high school with anymore I mean it was quite a while ago for me now but uh um but yeah I I definitely did lose some friends um after the fact but I mean yeah one of them was very very religious to the point that like she doesn't believe in women working like they should be like in the home like popping out kids and like making their husband dinner yeah so I was like you know what like I don't think we would have been friends for very long anyway so (laughs) yeah like that's brutal oh my god (laughs) yeah (laughs) Jesus Christ um so do you have any like specific pronouns you go by or anything like that because I know some people do um I'm not really that picky with pronouns like I appreciate she or they um but when I was in my younger 20s and I like I was like a baby gay basically I went through like a masculine stage where like I cut all my hair off and like oh (laughs) it was a time um (laughs) but like I got misgendered um quite a bit and I had some people assuming that I was even transgender and um I'm not um and I'm I I identify as female but I don't get 
I don't really get annoyed anymore if people misgender me. I'm just like, okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and I and I'm super well. I'm fairly femme now too, so not a whole lot of people do it. But yeah. Yeah. Is there any stereotypes like associated with you that you absolutely hate? Yeah, <laughs> there's a few. Um, the first one is basically that you know girls that find out you're gay, they're just like, oh well, I hope you don't feel that way about me. And I'm like, no offense, but I don't. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I've definitely heard of that uh, stereotype yeah. all the time. Yeah. And then the other really annoying one is um, guys that just don't know how to walk away. Like if a guy comes and tries to like shoot his shot or whatever, and I'm either in a relationship, I'm there with my girlfriend or whatever, and you say, sorry, I'm gay or whatever, or sorry, this is my girlfriend guys have started to not believe that because girls use that as an excuse to make guys go away which I am fine with that because yeah a lot of guys don't know how to just go away and like take no for an answer um but I'm just I'm not okay with the fact that guys don't know to just you know they're not interested in you um it's like fuck off already honestly (laughs) yeah and then the one that kind of like ties into that is guys that assume that lesbians in particular are there for like their entertainment they're just like oh well can I join you in the bedroom or can you guys kiss for us or whatever and I'm like no (laughs) yeah yeah I've definitely been around those kind of guys actually that are exactly like that and I, I admit, when I went to the bar, when I had my bar star days, I have done the whole, this is my girlfriend, it's just my best friend. And then we'd kiss to make oh, the yeah. fuck off. And then they kind of, at that point, they were like, okay, they would kind of walk away. But I can definitely see how, like, now they're like, they don't believe you because that happens so often. But then it's like, yeah. get the fucking point and leave me alone. Like, yeah, I'm not interested. I'm not interested. No is no. Like, don't continue trying. It's just... It's so fucking annoying. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't blame girls for using that excuse because it did work for a while. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think I think the guys have caught on. <laughs> yeah, that's probably why it definitely doesn't work as much anymore because it's used so often, that's for sure. Um, yeah. So would you consider yourself, like, religious or spiritual or anything like that? Yeah, uh, I would consider myself more spiritual. Um, I I enjoy learning about religions just to learn about them, but I never follow any. Um, I'm a lot more holistic, I guess, as a person. Like, I believe in the universe, like, everything happens for a reason kind of thing. Um, and I do things like cleansing rituals or meditation or Reiki and um, I really like doing tarot so like that kind of stuff like tarot cards yeah oh I love tarot cards me and my sister (laughs) she has my little sister has a set actually and then yeah we will do them every now and then when you're kind of like in a situation or you're kind of like undecided about something and then she'll come over and then and then do the whole uh, tarot card thing I absolutely love it I'm also more spiritual than religious like myself I was like born and raised Catholic I guess you could say because when you're a baby you don't have really have a choice of if you're Catholic or not Catholic I, I was baptized had to go to a Catholic school of course when you're going to a Catholic school you have to go to fucking church and then yeah. had to of course you go to the feeder high school and that was Miller High School which is also a Catholic high school and like you go through I feel like especially when you're like raised like supposed to be Catholic or Christian or whatever you kind of go through like a phase of like trying to figure it out yourself do you really believe in all of this stuff I mean personally myself I don't believe in all that stuff I'm more like I need scientific kind of facts but then I'm also like I think there may be like a higher power of some sort out there, but I'm not going to say this guy from how many thousands, billions of years ago was who <laughs> wrote this fucking book that all a whole bunch of random ass people rewrote in different languages that that's what we need to follow. And that's exactly what happened. Like it, to me, it makes absolutely no sense. I mean, it's everybody's own opinions, but I mean, that's kind of mine. And there's so many things that ugh, are kind of like not really wrong, but 
don't make sense nowadays from when you read that Bible and all that shit. I just can't get behind it. So it's so hard when, like, I had a really Christian friend and she would kind of, like, force it onto me, like, the Christianity situation and kind of stuff. And I'm like, no, like, you need to stop because this is not happening. I don't believe in it. So you can stop. You can believe in all you want, but don't push it on me because it's not going to fucking work. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm kind of the same way with um with the Bible. I've read a few different Bibles. Um I've even read part of the Quran once just because I was curious and I didn't even get through it. Um but I actually I did grow up a Christian. Um I went to church until I was 11ish. Uh and then we basically had a choice whether we wanted to keep going or not. Me and all my siblings, once we turned 11 or 12, my parents gave us the option. And of course, none, none of us ever went back. But um, so I've read the Old Testament, the New Testament. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's kind of like a game of telephone in a way, because, yeah, it was written thousands of years ago. And then, well, actually, the first the first actual bible wasn't put together until long after jesus had died and it was just a collection of letters basically and like from different people too so there's different perspectives um and then yeah it would it was rewritten over the years and it's really like playing a big game of telephone and to follow something so so closely to your life now in this day and age um yeah, there's there's not really it's not really surprising that there's been problems. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally agree with you. That's why I'm like, no, nah, I'm just not gonna deal with any of that shit. <laughs> That's a hard no pass for me. <laughs> yeah. So let's take a little bit of a turn. Um, so when you're hanging out with someone, guy or girl or whatever, um, are you usually the one to make the first move in the situation when you're with that person? Um, are you the shy on, one? <laughs> <laughs> it depends on how well we know each other. Um, if we're kind of new to each other, not usually because I am kind of shy and I find myself to be an incredibly awkward human being. <laughs> so if anyone's dating me, it's probably because they like nerdy girls. <laughs> um, <laughs> but if we've been dating and we're kind of comfortable with each other, like it just depends on my mood if I'm feeling like more submissive or dominant that day um but I've I've initiated with partners in the past like it's not always on them but it just kind of depends on my mood yeah that's fair I find like for myself nowadays I'm the one always making the first move for like even just to like kiss a person I feel like Guys are such little bitches. I just have to say it. Because honest to God, they uh, I don't understand. It used to be the whole like, oh, well, let the guy do this, right? Let the guy do this. And then you're like waiting, waiting, waiting. And like, I'm fucking over this. Like, I'm very open and honest, as you can tell for this fucking podcast, to talk about literally anything <laughs> and everything. Like, I'm not going to sit around and wait for fucking ever. It's like, if I want to kiss you, I'm going like, to I'm gonna lean in. And if you reject, then I'm like, okay, abort mission. Otherwise, it's like, if I'm, gonna, I'm just going to try and go. And if it happens, it happens. But, like, honestly, even, even the guy friends I hang out with, they're also sometimes little bitches about little things like that. I must have to say. And, I mean, you are in kind of the same bubble as me as those friend group. So, I yeah. mean, you kind of see what goes on as well. So... <laughs> yeah (laughs) awesome people but I mean sometimes I don't even know what to say (laughs) yeah I know I know what you mean it's it's like god I really love you guys but like what are you doing (laughs) yeah honest to god oh my god uh so uh, what is your biggest turn on um I don't even know what you would call this um can be sexual or non-sexual yeah confidence to me is like really sexy like like girls who know what they want and how they want it like um I'm usually like 
pretty open-minded when it comes to like sexual stuff like I have my own boundaries and like usually the people that I've been with have their own boundaries so like you never want to like go over that but like I don't know like I've never I've never come across anything that was like really terrible um and there's like (laughs) I also have this thing where, like, I find older women in power to be, like, so fucking hot. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, Gillian Anderson plays this character in um, Sex Education on Netflix. It's such oh, a yeah. good show. Oh, my but, God. Like, it's I, so good. I find her so hot in that show, and I don't know why. And then, like, the last couple of days after their inauguration in the States, like, I'm, like, kind of taking a double take at Kamala Harris and I'm like (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah I get what you mean I get what you mean (laughs) yeah but like also just like I melt like if I'm like with a girl like like genuinely moaning or making noise or like saying my name during sex is like the best thing ever and like the same with guys too like I don't know. It's just, I don't know. Maybe it's Matt. a confidence booster because you're like, yeah. yeah, I'm doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like for men, like when they're moaning, oh my God. It's like when they're going down on you or something and then they're moaning, it's like, wow, apparently I taste delicious then. If you're having a good time, yeah. I'm, having a good time. I'm like, yeah, this is great. <laughs> it's yep. like you're an instant little waterfall. <laughs> so what has been the worst thing that happened to you during sex it could be like embarrassing or just like really really bad really bad sex story or just super embarrassing what is something that's happened to you um if anything (laughs) honestly i haven't had that bad of experience experiences uh in comparison to some people I suppose um but like I wasn't traumatized and it wasn't horrible or anything it was just a situation where consent or like a heads up would have been great um but I was hooking up with this guy once and it was kind of like a like a fling situation and everything was all fine like he was such a nice guy and everything was going great and whatever. Um, but then when he was like ready to like blast off, he, he gave me like no warning. Mm -hmm. And then he pulled out, whipped the condom off and just like showered me like head to badge basically and come like it was like, there was a lot. Like there was even, it was on the wall behind me. Like, (laughs) It was a lot, and it just, it was the element of surprise more so than anything, and I was just like, okay, well, that was unexpected. Like, a warning would have been nice, that's for damn sure, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I don't think I've had that type of situation. I'm just trying to think. Yeah, I don't think I've had, like, any surprised cum shots to the face or anything, but... (laughs) For myself, I think I've only had really, like, the bad type of, like, sex story would be the more, like, forced upon. So, oh god, yeah, like, in my past episode, I think it was girls just want to have fun when I was home. The guy came over and he kind of, like, forced himself oh, right, in yeah. my ass, yeah. And then I've been, like, with other guys that, like, you're just chilling and then they're, like, kissing and they're, like, oh, they want to have sex and you're, like, no. And then they're, like, oh, come on. And it's, like... No, and then they end up just, like, taking your pants off and doing it to you anyways. And it's, like, you do not see what you just did here. Like, Yeah, that's, 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 that's rape. <laughs> that is rape, yeah. So, like, it's that's happened with a few different guys. And I'm, like, oh, my God, what is wrong with this fucking world? But I think that's yeah. probably been my only, like, bad sex story. Embarrassing? Oh, my God. <laughs> In high school, I was hanging out with this one guy. And we didn't really have sex, but, like, he was attempting to finger me, okay? This dude (laughs) needed a fucking map. He had no idea what he was doing. And I'm, like, laying there. He's, like, "Uh, uh, did I get it? I was, like, no, keep going going up a little bit. It's, like, yeah, it was not good. 
I think I was in grade 11, I think, when that happened. At the beginning of grade 11 or grade 10. Yeah, that was not a good time. Funny as fuck, though, because I told my friends (laughs) they were all fucking laughing. But, yeah, I think it's probably the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened. And you were going to say something? Oh, yeah. Um, You were talking about how that guy just, like, shoved it in the back door or whatever. Yeah. Um, I was actually with a girl once it was one of my exes and I guess she got like really enthusiastic or something and she just like went to like go finger me in the vag but uh she missed and (laughs) (laughs) yeah um and I'm like super protective over my back door because um I just am like I don't know if it's something I'll ever warm up to like to each their own whatever but uh, there was no warning, and then it just surprised the hell out of me that, like, I shot back, like, three feet <gasps> so fast. Like, I yeah. may as well have teleported. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely a area a lot of people aren't comfortable with exploring. I mean, I'll be honest, I enjoy it, but you also need the warning, be prepared, have all the stuff you need to be able to do that stuff. But yeah, yeah, I can totally get what you mean by shooting back once that happens. (laughs) That's happened before for me too. (laughs) So then what would be your best sex story? Do you have any memorable moments with anybody that you're like oh my god (laughs) yeah so um an ex of mine we used to have like a bucket list like we each kind of like made a bucket list of like either like fantasies or like whatever that we wanted to incorporate into our sex lives I guess just to you know spice it up whatever um and so um she actually was um, a high school teacher and we had gone on like a date night or whatever and there was like this like raging um, thunderstorm out it was like pouring rain and we were in my car and things were kind of getting hot and heavy whatever and then she was kind of like hey I have an idea so we drove to the school that she worked at and um we ended up running into two janitors that were there at like 11:30 at night on a weekend <laughs> i'm like and they're just like oh hey like what are you guys doing here and she's just like oh we're just doing some marking you know gotta catch up whatever um and they're like oh, okay so we leave go to her classroom and um we like locked the door and whatever and we ended up like fucking like on her desk like all over the classroom um (laughs) (laughs) and then um we went to like clean up and leave and whatever and we were walking down the hallway for like 10 20 seconds maybe and then all of a sudden the alarm started going off so the janitors either forgot we were there or just didn't care and they set the alarm and left so (laughs) we're like booking it down the hallway to get to the alarm box and I actually used to work security and I used to take care of some of the schools in the city so I knew what the alarm codes were and like the codes to erase the alarm and like so it like never happened like you can't even go back to the log and look at it so (laughs) I erased everything and whatever, and um, I don't think anybody ever found out about it because no one said anything to her the following week or anything, and and yeah, she's still a high school teacher, so. <laughs> Damn, that's a hot sex story, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I forgot to fun. ask you, how old are you? I don't even know how old you are, actually. I'm 27. Okay, so you're only a couple years older than me. Yeah, I'm 25. Good to know. (laughs) Yeah, no. Everyone was legal in that story. And it was not one of my old teachers. (laughs) I was going to say, I was like, thinking, I'm like, is this a teacher and she was a student situation? Or what is about to happen here? (laughs) (laughs) No, no. So then do you have a favorite thing that you, like a favorite position or anything that you you do in bed? Anything like that? Um, Well, in the, if we're going to use labels, basically... Mm -hmm. I'm like I consider myself a switch 
So I like to get it as much as I like to give it. And okay. um, and I, I usually only date switches because I like the give and take. Yeah. Um, so, um, but yeah, as far as like my favorite thing to do with someone, um, again, like it kind of depends on like the mood I'm in, but I can be like submissive or dominant. So it kind of depends. But yeah. Um, when I'm, like, dominant, I guess, like, I really, I actually really like strapping girls, so, but it can be challenging, yeah, because you can't feel what's going on down there, like, a guy could with his dick, yeah, but once you figure it out, um, I've had fun with it, and the people that I've been with have liked it, and, like, particularly doggy style, because I'm, like, an ass person I guess yeah. so I don't know yeah I like to bend girls over and and rail them basically <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I love that <laughs> like, I really like to pick girls up too like I've always had like petite girlfriends mm-hmm. so like picking them up and like throwing them on the bed or like pushing them up against the wall yeah yeah, see, that's that I find like... really hot, because even, like, for me with the guy, it's like, that's what I want to happen to me, is, like, fucking throw me up against the wall, throw me on the bed, pin me down, like, yeah. yeah. But then it's, like, it all depends on who you're with, too. Like, it will depend if you're going to be the more dominant one or the submissive one. It's, like, yeah, I'm the yeah. same thing. I go, like, dominant or submissive, because, yeah, like I said, some guys are little bitches, and you just got to dominate them, and it's a good time. <laughs> yeah, and I like to be dominated back. Um not too many girls have, like, used toys on me, but, like, I don't know. I just, like, I think it comes back to me being attracted to confidence. Like, when yeah. girls, like, pin you down or, like, pull your hair or something. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so then, yeah. do you have any specific fantasies that you wish would happen that haven't happened yet? Um, I don't know. Like I said, like, me and my last girlfriend, we had, like, a list. And we were trying to, like, get everything off that list um I haven't really thought too much about fantasies to be honest um some of them like some of my top ones have already happened so um that was what's one of them um the classroom one was one for me like I it's like a bad cliche but like yeah you know like hot for teacher kind of thing yeah yeah like that was one of them (laughs) (laughs) yeah like for me, fantasy-wise, a lot of my fantasies, I don't think I want to actually happen. Like, porn-wise, what I watch is the four stuff. But it's like, I don't want that to actually happen to me. You know what I mean? It's like, you yeah. think it's so hot to watch because you know it's, like, fake. But to, to actually happen is a totally another different story. So, yeah. yeah I definitely don't have any that I really want to happen. Because, like, most fantasies that have happened, I usually wanted them. Minus the forced ones. But yeah. mine are also not too crazy for fantasies, other than the forest situation. <laughs> like, so me and my me and my one ex that had the list of things. Like, there was one that we both wanted to do, and it was neither of us were really into like one night stands. Just just because. I mean, there was lots of reasons why. But um, so there was there was one that we had on that list where like this has been in so many movies. It's like ridiculous, but. So you, like, both end up at, like, a bar or whatever, and you see each other across the bar, and it's basically, like, a role play, right? Like, you just yeah. meet or whatever, and then you, like, you, like, pretend to be um, strangers, right? And it's, like, yeah. it's, like, a one-night stand, but it's not a one-night stand, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know you're not going to get, like, an STI or something at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> so you have done that one? No, we actually never did that That's one. We never got that far. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess that would be one that I would be I would be down for now that I haven't done. Yeah. For me, if I would like I dive always see yeah. I see that movies all the time. And I'm like, that would be kind of like that'd be kind of hot, but it's like it's gotta be with the right person because if you're with yeah. some random person that you kind of know but don't really and then you attempt to like role play it could get really fucking awkward (laughs) like yeah (laughs) like me and my ex we had been together for like years so 
Yeah, we we knew each other really well. I we trusted each other. We weren't strangers at all. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. So, do you have any specific fetishes or anything like that? Anything weird that you're into? <laughs> um, I want to say no. Like, I sound really vanilla saying that, but like, I I appreciate boobs. I swear, like everybody appreciates boobs. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, and like. As I said, like, I'm an ass person, so a nice ass. But other than that, like, I don't, like, feed or anything. I'm not one of those people. No shade or anything. It's just, it's not my Yeah, I, I actually hate yeah. feet. So I definitely could never yeah. have a foot fetish. Yeah. <laughs> but there are people out there. I've hooked yeah, up with Yeah, no. I, like I don't like feet. But... <laughs> I don't even like getting touched by feet. Like, that's how grossed out I am by feet. I'm not a fan. <laughs> yeah. So, if we were, like, if I had to, like, pick a fetish, this sounds, like, so corny and, like, cliche. But these days, now that I'm, like, you know, pushing 30, uh, um, (laughs) (laughs) it's, like, I'm, like, yeah, it's time to get my life together. But, no, um, I, like, really need, like, emotional connection now with the people that I have sex with. So, I'm, like, it's, like, so hot to me to like know that somebody gives a shit about me I'm like is that considered a fetish I don't know like emotional connection I I don't know I know there there's a word for it it's like is it like your uh, love language uh it's not a love language it's like um some kind of sexual it's not demisexual demisexual is like when you're attracted to intelligence I think there's a word for it but is it like when you're attracted to like it's the person not what their body parts is it that one no that's like that's like pansexual i believe um no it's not that i i I forget what it's called but yeah like their mind turns you is it the one that your their mind kind of turns you on more or just that they really care about you just like yeah like i want somebody who's like you know semi-intelligent like you don't need to be a genius but like Yeah. yeah just as as long as we have like an emotional connection and like I feel safe around you, I guess. Yeah. Which is which is a change because like I've also had like my bar star days and I'm just like shake my head at like my 21 year old self going like, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> yep. I can agree with you on that. I have the same situation and like myself now, I'm so over the random ass hookups. Like, yeah. like fucking, like random fucking Hookups to me, everybody thinks hooking up is different, like either making out or having sex. For me, I can make out with literally whoever, whatever. It doesn't matter to me. At the bar, I'll go up to you and just like make out with you. I've done that a lot of times. But like having sex now, I'm like, I want something like serious. I don't want to be with you unless it's going to lead somewhere. Like I'm only I'm only 25, but I know what I want in life already. And I'm like, I don't see the point just fucking random people anymore. Honestly, like. Yeah, I totally get that anymore. So then, do you think like somebody's past matters when you're in a relationship with them, like cheating and stuff like that? Have you ever been with somebody who's previously cheated on someone else that you know? Yeah, I have. Yeah, I have. Um, I I like to believe that people are capable of change, though. But it's just when or if that change comes, like. No one can change if that person doesn't want to or they don't see an issue with their behavior. Yeah. Um, like I said, like, I know I've done some fuckboy things in the past. Yeah. Um, and I regret that. But all I can do now is be better. And I have been. So I pride myself on that. Um, and having said that, like, I think it would be unfair to believe that someone couldn't change or that you would judge them on their past. But... Um, if it's a reoccurring pattern of behavior, then that's a red flag. But yeah. other than that, yeah. Um. So are you currently seeing anyone right now? Or do you like anyone right now? I am single. Um. Do I like someone? Yes, I do. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Does that person know you like them? Uh, I feel like they probably have some idea. Um. <laughs> It's a it's a really odd situation. It's very, very, very complicated. And I don't know if it will ever actually work out. But yeah. 
I'm just kind of seeing where life takes me kind of thing. Day by day, kind of seeing what's happening kind of thing. Yeah. So if you ever had the opportunity to get back with an ex, would you ever? Or or do you have a person <laughs> you always go back to all the time? Um, would I get back together, get back together with an ex? Mm. Yes, one of them. Um, usually, like most of my exes, I haven't seen or heard from in years, and I'm yeah. fine with that. <laughs> um, but yeah, there is one that I think there's 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 always something there between us to some degree and like I said with my spirituality thing that I said earlier I believe in fate and that everything happens for a reason and there's this one person that I just cannot figure out how our paths keep crossing and Mm -hmm. why there's like always sparks and it's really complicated um but I'm also not in a huge rush uh, yeah. in that situation either. So so you're still trying to figure out what is the reason why you guys kind of always end up going back to each other? Yeah. Yeah, because it is, it's really complicated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. But like, I mean, I have one ex that, yeah, I'd probably also get back with. And we're, we're also the one that always go back to each other. Um, but... I know the reason why that I, we, well, we constantly go back to each other all the time. Recently, it hasn't happened, which I'm shocked. But, yeah, I'm glad I'm not the only person who has that problem. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's really weird because, like, each time we come back into each other's lives, like, we're very different people. Yeah. Like, we, we keep, like, evolving. So, it's like... I don't know. It's just like the weirdest situation. <laughs> but is it like when you're with that person, it's like nothing has changed. Like it feels normal to you being with that person. You're comfortable with them or is it totally different completely? Um, like it feels like we never spent any time apart yet. Yeah. We both, we, we both matured so much each time. So yeah like it like I said it's so complicated yeah I'm like it feels like no time has passed but yet yeah. we're approaching this very differently each time and like mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah that is the exact same situation with me and this guy it's the exact same thing you don't talk to each other for like years and then yeah. you talk to the person and it's like that time apart didn't happen you are a different person like a different way matured like you had said and everything like that but it's like talking to the person it's like nothing that time didn't pass everything is just the same yeah. like yeah it's just so weird that it's it like is a, really strange at the same time it's like why do i have to go back to this person all the time fuck my life like <laughs> take this person well, yeah. away from me <laughs> because it's like every time you like come together and float apart like it hurts you and it hurts them yes. and it's like I don't want to keep this pattern going but like yes. something keeps like drawing you together and it's like oh god I'm losing my mind <laughs> yeah it hurts every fucking time you like split apart or stop talking or fade out or fade out or whatever but yeah no I totally fucking get it um last question for me do you believe in love at first sight or or love that like first vibes like for me it's not even first sight anymore it's like that vibe you get from someone you know what I mean yeah um yeah like you said like I don't really believe in love at first sight like when you just walk into a room and it's like click um but I do believe in like that instant connection instant vibe thing um but to actually fully fall in love with someone like I guess I'm just the type of person that I move slowly and I um, I don't trust as easily as some other people might. Mm-hmm. So it takes me time to actually like fully fall in love with some in, with someone. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like some people move faster than others too, and that's fine. But I don't really believe in love at first sight, but like 
that instant connection yeah 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 I totally agree but like for me I I fall hard fast depending on who you are honestly like it all depends on the situation too but it's definitely now for me it's more that vibe that feeling like I know instantly when I'm around someone if we're going to get along at all like you just like know if it's gonna be weird or it's like yeah we just clicked I literally hung out with somebody last weekend and as soon as he opened the door I was like instant vibe this is weird as fuck I'm leaving in an hour (laughs) like (laughs) I left in an hour (laughs) but it was like yeah yeah, you you know just there's that that feeling yeah yeah definitely like I've been I've been single for basically two years now Okay. And, like, I've I've been on a few dates here and there, but, like, yeah, you just know when you meet someone. It's, like, uh, I just want to go home. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I find, like, right now, my situation with a certain person, it's, like, I have a certain feeling towards this person, but I can't do anything about it, which absolutely fucking sucks. Know what I mean? When you get stuck in that kind of situation, that's what I'm dealing with. (laughs) Yeah, that is some of, that's some of the most painful stuff. Yeah, it's like you watch it all in front of you, but you can't act on anything because they either don't want you or it's just not the right time, which sucks. Yeah. Yeah, the wrong timing is the worst. I think, like, with this whole ex situation, the one that, is really complicated yeah like timing seems to have been really off and yet there's a vibe but maybe it was the wrong time I don't know yeah that's literally always what happens it's so annoying (laughs) so Kelsey do you have any questions for me at all that you want to ask me I do so does any part of the LGBTQ plus community confuse you or make you uncomfortable I think the only thing that confuses me is mainly the pronouns because you never know sometimes which ones to use and like without having to go out and ask the person because I find a lot of people nowadays if you don't even already know and you say the wrong thing they get offended really fast when you didn't even know like that there was a certain pronoun for that person I think it's kind of the only thing in general is just like the pronouns nothing makes me uncomfortable like I'm pretty open to everything so it's just the pronouns that literally confuse the fuck out of me half the time because <laughs> there's so That's many fair. now there's only yeah. like a few and now it's like a billion and I'm like what the fuck <laughs> like, yeah that's the only thing yeah that's fair um usually if I'm ever confused I know that most people if you don't know what pronoun to call them if you just nicely ask like hey what pronouns do you prefer most people will just like like easily tell you and they won't be offended um but yeah I there are some like crusty people out there but oh 100% (laughs) yeah so the second question that I had for you um like you said I listened to your podcast (laughs) all the time um (laughs) And so you did one on mental health. I think it was the last episode or the second last episode. Yeah, the last one. Yeah. So what do you think um, we could do in Saskatchewan or Regina to help people with their mental health? Oh, that is a good question. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's a hard question. (laughs) Yeah, like, I just wish it was more, like acceptable to talk about even in the workplace like I find the workplace now is slowly getting better like even where I work now it's there's they're like doing a lot of training and stuff for the supervisors which does help but uh, it's such a hard subject and thing to deal with because there's still a lot of people that just don't understand that it's like I know people personally too that think that it's just an excuse for certain things when you're dealing with your mental health But it's like, you don't know until you're dealing with it personally. So it's like, yeah, I don't know if we need, like, not even meetings, but, like, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, I always like it when I think it's Belle that does, like, the Let's Talk thing for, like, mental health. I wish there was more things like that out there. More even, like, even a commercial or, like, 
a event or something like the understand us thing that was in Regina. I think it's Regina. That's where they are. Um, they're all about mental health. Like I wish there was more things to make people aware of it, but there's not. Yeah. There's still that fucking stigma towards mental health. And that's the one thing that pisses me off the most. Cause I'm very open and honest when I talk about it. Like at the beginning I had people telling me like, Oh, you probably shouldn't tell somebody that like you take pills for your mental health or that you're depressed or that you have anxiety. And then it's like, okay, you keep it to yourself, keep it to yourself until you hit your breaking point. Then it's like, I need to fucking talk to someone because this is not okay. And that's what I wish people would never tell other people is just don't tell anybody because they're going to think you're different or weird. Like shut the fuck up. Honest to God. I swear most of this fucking world has at least one or two issues with their mental health they just don't want to think about it and handle it or they don't realize it just yet you know what I mean yeah no that's I agree like workplaces are really they're really hard to find like understanding supervisors and stuff and even co-workers like I my last job was in a very toxic work environment and Fortunately, like my direct supervisor, he was always very accommodating for me um, with my needs. But there were other people in that place that just treated me like shit, which just it it made my mental health worse. Because if you're going to work every day and you're getting yelled at and you're getting told that you're worthless or, you know, like whatever, yeah. it's just it's all going to play in together. and. Yeah, so thankfully I'm out of there now. Yeah, but, holy fuck. Uh, it was a long three and a half years in that place, and I should have left before I ever did. But yeah, for sure, like people, yeah, there, like you said, there's a huge stigma, and I hate it. And I, I actually am in school for psychology, and I'm almost done because, yeah, like I want to be. I want to help people because, yeah, I don't think there's enough resources and help yeah. around. So so is there a certain job you want to do then with your degree? Um, if it were like a dream world, I would want to do counseling or like addiction therapy or something like that. Um, yeah. So that's kind of the direction that I'm going in. Um, we'll see where I can get in when I graduate. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, like I just, I want to, I kind of want to be that beacon for people, even if they can't afford it. Like I know some registered psychologists, you know, they're like $140 an hour yep. uh, or 160 And it's, that's a ridiculous fee. Even if you go once a month, like some people can't afford that. Um, but I know some some therapists, if they know that you're low income or you're a student or whatever, they will do it pro bono um, and they care for you as much as they care for any of their other clients. So, yeah, like I, I kind of I kind of want to do that. Like, I'm not really in it for the money. Like, yeah, I want to be able to pay my bills. But yeah, um, there are people out there who can't afford it and they need it just as much as anybody else yeah that's awesome well I'm happy that you're going that direction because <laughs> <laughs> yeah you are honestly so right like it sucks how expensive it is just to get fucking help for something that like is to deal with your life like yeah. it's uh, it's insane and lots of people don't realize that well lots of people don't understand mental illnesses anyway but yeah um there's like legit brain chemical imbalances right that like you have no control over it's not just situational things like oh my cat died or something you know like that sucks but um some people have legitimate chemical imbalances that they need medication and they need to learn coping mechanisms so yeah yeah I am one of those people (laughs) I I am too so yay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yay for chemical imbalances <laughs> just yeah. not yay not yay <laughs> not yay <laughs> but yeah that's exactly what I'm dealing with the stupid fucking chemical imbalance uh, yeah but. so my third question was what was the like the hardest part of your mental health journey like did you have like a breaking point when you realized that maybe I need 
to go see a doctor or whatever. So I th- what kind of triggered it, I noticed, was mainly... So after high school, I was with my one boyfriend for two years. Um, and we broke up on our two years. And then there was just, like, that time in between there that I could tell, like, something's off. Like, I could tell mentally and even, like, physically I was just not my regular self. I was so fucking mean to my family, especially, like, my mom and my sisters for no reason. And they'd be like, are you okay? I'm like, uh, I have no idea. Like, it was bad. And then I went and talked to my mom about it. And then she's like, well, you could go, like, talk to the doctor if you want to and see what he has to say. So then I did. I remember taking, I think it's, is it a psych assessment? You, like, circle all your questions. They see at what level you're at for, like, your depression, your anxiety and all that stuff. Um, and yeah, so then it turned out I had major depression and the generalized anxiety. Because even when I went to counseling, you do that circle thing of where you're at on the scale. Every time I still ended up major depression, generalized anxiety. But I think that was probably the biggest thing I kind of like went through was knowing that I had I had like something, I guess, wrong was going on. But I'm the kind of person who is like... I'm pro pill as per last episode. Like I'm like, I know something's wrong. I need to fix it because I don't want to feel like shit every fucking day. Cause I know how that feels when I was already dealing with it and I'm over it. So I did that. And then I was feeling better until I was gaining weight from all my changing of the um, prescriptions and everything. And then when I went to a different antidepressant and I was going off the other one, I ended up having to take off uh, it was just about a month and a half of work because I kept breaking down at work crying because I couldn't catch on to anything I was trying to learn. And I catch on to like anything and everything when I'm hands on with learning stuff. And it was I, I was not OK. Like and I don't cry at work. And I cried probably four or five times at work within two different days. I yeah, I broke down, talked to my supervisor, called my doctor. I was like, I need to come in now because I am not OK. He's like, she got we got she got me in that day that I called her. Thank God. And then I ended up just coming back to work, gave my supervisor my letter, was like, I am taking a, a week, I think it was a week or two weeks off of work, and then I'll let you know if I'm coming back anytime soon. She's like, okay, that's fine. Luckily, she's very understanding. Um, but yeah, that really fucking sucked. And I haven't dealt with anything major lately, but just that main time that I had to take off work was fucking brutal because I did nothing all day long. That was a month and a half. I was laying in my bed every day basically crying because I didn't feel like doing anything. I had no motivation. It fucking sucked. <laughs> so that was kind of my major thing that I had to deal with. <laughs> yeah, that's that's hard. Like, I understand what you mean. Like, I, yeah, at this last job, like I said, like, <laughs> my, my direct supervisor was very accommodating. Um, but there were other people in that place that were just complete dickheads to me. And it didn't make anything better. And yeah, I ended up taking a few weeks off of work. Uh, I think it was at the end of this past summer uh, before I before I left. And yeah, like people people are mean, like, and they just like I. There's this thing where like I have this theory where it's like people are so self-absorbed these days that they don't think about anything else that anyone else is going through and they feel pressure from the people above them to like get done whatever they need to do so then they crap on the people below them and I mean yeah it, it wears a person down after a while and it's just yeah I get it and and changing meds is really hard too like nobody nobody tells you about a lot of the side effects of mm-hmm. psychiatric medication or the way that some of them might make you feel. Basically, the big banner that's put across them is like, hey, if you want to kill yourself, like, tell someone and we'll change your meds. Like, that's basically yeah. all they tell you. But, yeah, um, yeah. it's, I find, it's like, really hard changing meds. Oh, big time. And I find that's kind of one of the reasons why so many people are against taking pills is because they just have shit like that. That's like, oh, you take this pill and you'll be fucking happy. It's like, that's not actually what's going to happen. It's actually a long fucking process. You're going to feel like absolute garbage the first like four to six weeks. Then you'll start to gradually feel better. That's kind of why I'm pro pill because I know it does help. 
but like I wish they wouldn't like put it out there like that like they need to like rebrand or something like (laughs) talk about it differently in like the right way like it's so hard to explain but like I I get you know what I mean (laughs) yeah the, the one thing that I learned lately so a lot of people that have depression they go on SSRIs which is selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors uh so they they make your serotonin they ramp up your serotonin basically in your brain yeah um but only 10 percent of your body's serotonin is made in your brain the rest of it is made in your gut so all these people that are like oh you are what you eat but like actually really like if your guts are upset and you're eating garbage and like whatever your serotonin's going to be unbalanced not that people with actual imbalances that's that's still not going to fix anything yeah um eating healthy will fix a lot of things which i would encourage that with anybody but some people are still going to need meds in the end yeah yeah i'm actually on those though the ssri and then the other one too, the dopamine. I think it's dopamine. The other one. I'm on both. Okay. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah, I take both because both my both my chemicals are fucked up. <laughs> so I That's take care. <laughs> so uh, the last question that I had was, if you woke up tomorrow and you had everything you had ever wanted today, would you be truly happy? Oh fuck yeah, I would be. Oh my god. I would not be here, that's for damn sure. I would be somewhere hot and warm with all my animals in a big-ass house, not having to worry about financial shit. I would be an actress and a model, and I would be so fucking happy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. If I had everything like that I wanted, oh, God. Who knows? Maybe my chemicals would be balanced, finally. I have no fucking idea. (laughs) I just thought I'd be One happy. Hope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you never know. But like, so do you know what triggers your do you have depression, anxiety? Like what what is your thing? I have both. You have both. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So do you know what triggers it? Um yes, I do. But I I can't exactly air that for everybody. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Because not that I'm scared to say what it is, but um, there is somebody else that if they ever heard it, uh, I would like, I'd get my ass whooped, even though it's the truth. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's fair. You don't got to say, but yeah, I, I also figured out what my trigger was, but mine, mine's the weirdest thing though. But mine is, I think I said it in my last episode that mine's guys, like guys is what usually triggers it. It's the whole being used and then tossed to the side. That's usually what starts it because I end up, like I said, falling for the person, starting to really like them. And then they treat you like trash. And it's like, okay, on to the next one. Or they just ghost you. That's what mm. usually does it. Or a big, big triggers, anything to do with animal abuse. I go off. I go fucking off. I either go, I rampage like a fucking mean asshole, or I will cry a fucking river. Like, yeah, it's one or the other, but those are my big triggers, which sucks because those, both those things are around you all the time. So, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I definitely understand the animal abuse thing because um, I went through my own. terrible experience uh two and a half years ago I I have horses I think you know I have horses yeah um but um I had a horse uh when I was first in university like I I he was the horse that I I learned everything on he taught me how to ride we would like we did rodeos together and stuff and like he was he was like literally my ride or die yeah um and then I was boarding, I was boarding him um, a few years ago, and I had ended up. Um, Wait, what does boarding mean? What does boarding mean? Um, like basically, you keep him at somebody's farm, and like you pay them, and there's usually a contract that says. Oh, okay, okay, you know, so, so kind of like when it's like boarding for your cats and dogs at like a pet daycare kind of thing, but it's a farm for a horse. 
Yeah, so okay, like you okay. can go there whenever and ride and whatever, and you have access to the facilities. It's just they promise to feed and water him, and if anything happens, like they have permission to call a vet and bill up to a certain amount and or call you or whatever. Okay, okay. Um, so yeah, I had ended up going away to um, Alberta and BC for a few weeks, and I had no idea that this lady had issues in the past, but I came home and my horse was like completely emaciated, like she hadn't taken care of him at all. And um, I immediately moved him that day and I got a vet and whatever, but um, there were complications and he ended up dying because of it. Um, Oh my God. Yeah. And there was lots of legal stuff that went on. She still never, never had any consequences. And that's when I learned that, yeah, like there's no laws for, for animals here, especially large animals like livestock. So yeah, that, that really opened my eyes to how bad things are around here like that um but yeah that's definitely one of my triggers too is animal abuse because I I think I like animals more than most people I feel exactly the same way I love animals way more than I love humans honest to god (laughs) yeah yeah no I'm fuck I'm sorry I had to go through that that's fucking brutal oh my god I could only imagine it was a ride yeah it was definitely a ride and it's still Makes my blood boil, and yeah, uh, karma's a bitch, that's all I can say. Yeah. So then your horses you have now, are they at a place that you like that they're staying, like where they're being boarded? Oh, yeah, like, I was extremely apprehensive, obviously, um, yeah. getting getting another horse and boarding them. Like, when I first got a horse, um, I actually, I had him at a friend's place, and she, like, babies her babies her horses so I wasn't worried um and then she kind of lived pretty far away and I wanted him to be closer so um yeah the place he is now it's it's pricey but uh I've been there for over a year now and it's been it's been really good so that's awesome talking about animals fuck I love animals so much so it's so shitty when stuff like that happens yeah, I always feel so bad. Like humans are awful. They can be awful. <laughs> oh yeah, they can be awful and they can be great, but mainly awful a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm super happy you came on the podcast. I'm glad you are a weekly listener. <laughs> so thank you for coming on the podcast and I hope you have a great rest of your night. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you for listening to That Bitch Podcast. I hope you enjoyed tonight's episode. Don't forget to rate five stars and subscribe so you can get notified as soon as the next episode drops. Also, don't forget to check out Thirst Trap Thursdays on Instagram at that underscore bitch underscore podcast. And if you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, just slide into my DMs on Instagram. You never know what tea's about to be spilled next. I'll see you bitches next Thursday.